So here we go then, everybody. Welcome to Where Are They Now, the show where I catch up with former town players to get their thoughts and their insight and memories from the time at Portman Road. Up next, I'm joined by Tommy Orr, the Aussie. How are <laughs> you doing, my friends? It's great to have you on. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's um, it's been in the pipeline for a while. I've been wanting to chat to you for a little while to get your, you know, sort of memories of your spell at town. And uh, we're here and it's great to, to <laughs> chat to you. Um, how's things back in Australia? Um, you know, we've we currently got a lot of Aussies at town, which yep. is good. But uh, how's that from the outside's point of view? Yeah, obviously it's it's um, been quite a while now since I was there. Probably, was it seven, seven years now since I was in Ipswich? So, um yeah, obviously a lot of water under the bridge since then. But, um, yeah, no, it's fantastic to see what a great start to the season that Ipswich is having and obviously the Aussies doing well as well. Um, you know, obviously the Socceroos in Australia, everybody talks about the Socceroos a lot. So to have kind of two players, you know, in and around the squad playing at town and then doing so well, um, yeah, everybody's talking fondly about Ipswich town, which is great. Definitely. And uh, you know what, as we're here, let's talk about Massimo and Cameron Burgess then. I know you know Maswell well because uh, you played with him with Australia. Um, I think Massimo's been out of the, the team for a while, actually. But um, when he was main, a mainstay in the team, where he won a lot of his caps, you were playing with him. You know, what's your what's your memories of good old Massimo? Yeah, so I uh, my first kind of experience playing with him was um, we went to the 2014 World Cup um, together and at that time, he was kind of, um, you know, in, in and around the fringes, fringes of the squad and wasn't playing too much, but kind of in the space of six months, um, I think. So I think at the World Cup, he didn't actually get on the pitch, but then six months later at the Asian Cup, um, Australia, we, we went on to win it, but he actually got player of the tournament. And, um, it, it, you know, since then, he didn't really, hasn't really looked back. He, um, you know, anybody that's played with Musk knows how good he is and what he brings and, um, not only on the field, but he's also, you know, someone that, you know, everybody gets along with. He, he's a fantastic character, a legend of a guy. And, um, you know, to see him back doing so well at Ipswich Town now and obviously his second stint at town um, and then back in the Socceroos is, is fantastic for everybody. So um, no, I'm really pleased for him and long may it continue. Yeah, definitely. He's got a chant, basically. He's, he he's there, he's here, he's every... And the rest, <laughs> you probably know the, the, the swear word. Um, but yeah, he's such a he's such a great player, and um, he's a great character as well to be in the squad. And yeah, with Cameron now coming into the, the Australian team as well, it's it's good. And of course, um, there's a big game this week ahead um, at Wembley. Yeah, of course, uh, England yeah. versus Australia. Are you looking forward to that for sure. I mean, um, yeah, obviously, hopefully, Mass can get some minutes in that one as well. But you know, it's it, there's a bit of a rich history with um, you know. Australia against England, obviously, there was that famous game. It's probably not very famous in the UK, but in Australia, about 20 years ago when we had the likes of Harry Kewell and Mark Viduka, uh, it was a friendly game, but we went on to win 3-1 and that game's still spoken about a lot in Australia. So hopefully that can be repeated this weekend from an Australian perspective. Yeah, definitely. And of course, yeah, the cricket as well. You know, it's always the big yeah. rival with the Ashes and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's always that little little bit of beef there with the cricket. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should, be, it should be a good game. Packed out Wembley, England versus Australia. But Tommy, let's chat about your time at town then. Uh, it's sort of a weird move in, in the end, really. I know you were doing really well at Utrecht, five really good years there. But how did the move come about to Ipswich Town, you know, in the championship? We just had a really good season, got into the yeah. playoffs, got beaten by them up the road. But uh yeah, how did the move come about? 
Yeah, so uh, after five years at Utrecht, you know, with with six months left of my contract um, at Utrecht, I, I decided that I was going to let my contract expire and see what my options were kind of going into that summer. Um, yeah, obviously, I was still involved with the Socceroos at that time and these types of things. And, you know, it, it was it was a weird summer because oh, Ipswich was kind of, um, you know, I was speaking with Ipswich for a long time, even from the very beginning of the summer. Um, but to finally get it over the line took, did take a couple of months um, and probably took a little bit longer than I liked because I actually missed the first, I think, you know, five or six games of the season and probably more importantly than that, missed the preseason. So, you know, you can kind of keep fit yourself, but when you when you join a, join the team and we're, we're actually doing really well, not dissimilar to how town's doing now, actually, but when I joined and, you know, obviously the boys were flying and to come, having not trained with the team for, you know, two or three months into that environment takes you a little bit of time to catch up. So, you know, in, in hindsight, it's obviously an easy thing to say, but it would have been better if I could have probably got it, you know, sorted it all out a little bit earlier, but you know, what, what happened happened. And yeah, um, I guess, um, yeah, looking back, I think that there's, there's, I think there's a lot of kind of um, people kind of assess the situation differently to the way I do, you know, there's probably a lot of people that, um, a lot of speculation about the reasons, you know, why I left and these types of things. But for me, you know, at, the, at that time, like I just mentioned, I was involved with the national team. And um, if you look at, if you remember, you know, the, the players that we had at town at that time that I was competing with, we had the likes of Ryan Fraser and Maitland Niles and these types of players, um, you know, Freddie Sears and these these boys, and they were, they were flying and I just wasn't getting the opportunities. And to kind of keep my place in the national team, I had to go somewhere where I was going to play regularly. And that was, that was kind of the beginning and the end of it. There wasn't anything sinister behind it. Um, I actually enjoyed my time and, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of the players that I met at the club then and have fond memories of, of the area and the place I lived. I lived in a town called Dedham. Um, yeah. Not far from Colchester. And yeah, we, my partner and I loved living there. So it, it was all positive. Um, from my end, but I guess, you know, the reason that you're there is to play football and I wasn't playing as much as I liked. So that was as simple as that, really. Yeah, and we'll get on to different different things um, shortly. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned a few players there. Which sort of players helped you settle then? Because, uh, yeah. you know, I'm sure you didn't know many many of the players, but um, who sort of helped you settle in, the, in those early days? Yeah, to be fair, I got along with the whole team really well. Um, obviously, Chamber at the time was the captain and, um, you know, he was a larger-than-life character and he really helped me settle in. But... Even the yeah, all the boys really. Ryan Fraser, um, he, he definitely helped me out a lot. Um, yeah, Jonathan Douglas, he's actually someone I still speak to a little bit as well. He kind of helped me find a place to live, and um, we actually bonded a little bit over music as well. We have a similar taste in music, so um, yeah, no, there's there's a lot of guys from that era. And Jay Tab as well. Um, yeah, he he, he I, in the national team, I used to play or used to room with a player called Adam Federici, and him and Tabby were. We're good mates from their time together at Reading. So, you know, when I signed for Ipswich, Fed has kind of told me, "Oh, you should you should go and, you know, have a few coffees with with Tabby. He he'll um, he's a great guy, and yeah, he, he was for sure a great guy. And I don't really keep in contact with him as much as I would like, but you know, back in when I first joined, those were the kind of main players that really helped me settle in. And um, yeah. Yeah, they're good lads. They're, they're good lads. Yeah. Definitely Tabby, good old Tabby. I think he's now a jockey now. He does definitely does, does stuff with horses now, Tabby. So, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah, he's a good, he's a good lad. Um, but yeah, like, sort of how did um, the communication start, though, with signing for town? Like, who sort of started that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. 
So I had a, I had a, I was represented by a Dutch agency, um, you know, one of the biggest agencies in the in the Netherlands, and you know, they there was always clubs kind of, you know, one week there'd be a club mentioned, and this is just the nature of the of the off season, especially when you're a free agent, you know, there'd be there'd be clubs mentioned, and for one reason or another, they would be stalling or delaying. But the only club, or one of the only clubs that was kind of a constant in in you know in the leagues that I wanted to go to, which the championship was definitely one of them. Um, was Ipswich so um, it was one of those ones that probably took you know like I said before a little bit longer to get over the line than I would have liked but um, yeah I guess you know we got there in the end but um, yeah that, that it was more um, a slow burn I guess it wasn't like it just came out of out of nowhere and overnight oh, I'm going to Ipswich Town it was you know I think they were doing their due diligence and I uh, had a few phone conversations as well and I think you know they spoke to a few of my old coaches as well to to see not only what I was like as a player, but as a character and to make sure I'd be a good fit and these types of things. So, um, yeah. And, um, you know, obviously I think I remember I went to Ipswich to sign and, um, basically signed uh, a contract and then had to leave straight away for two and a half weeks from national team duty and then came back and we had a game a couple of days later, which I wasn't involved in. And then two or three days after that had the, the debut against, um, Manchester United so it was all kind of a crazy um first couple of weeks um in hindsight which you know that's the nature of, of football but um yeah you, you kind of had to pinch yourself at the time to you know one minute I didn't have a club the next minute I was playing at Old Trafford so so that was definitely a, a an interesting period for me yeah, definitely. Because I think yeah, I think you signed like the 29th of August, and then I think we had we had one game, then we had international break, and then of course you went on to with Australia, and then yeah. I think up next was Man United at Old Trafford, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it was it was pretty much I hate to say this, it was a reserve team in some sort of way. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Mick, I think the previous teams, you know, they they beaten you know their last couple of rounds, they basically kept with the team that won the last couple of rounds, and um, of course you came in. I think there was David McGoldrick was playing, Darren Murphy was playing. Yeah. Um, yep. as main starters but um yeah Old Trafford what how did that come about in terms of getting told you're going to be starting this game yeah and I remember I um I played on the right which you know obviously um uh, being being a wide player myself um you know it's not that you know for, usually people would expect you to, to play on the other side no problem but I actually hadn't played too much in my career on the right hand side I was very much a left winger so um you know to, to play in a position that I hadn't played too much of in my career um there against that opposition but I think that you know it, it's you there's kind of two ways to look at it because I actually th thought we gave a pretty good account of ourselves in that game um you know we, we had a few moments where we probably could have done a bit better in the front third and you know maybe even scored a goal or maybe we had a better final pass or these types of things but no I thought you know all the pressure was on them so it's the kind of game that you really can go out and enjoy yourself um and, you yeah, know, that was definitely a, a, an extremely fond memory I have of my career playing in that game because, um, you know, they also put out a really strong side, um, with the likes of Wayne Rooney and Schweinsteiger and these types of players. So it was um, definitely, definitely a, a great experience. Yeah, I'm looking at a team now. It's it's incredible, actually. David De Gea in goal. You've got Valencia, got Smalling, got Daly Blind, Ashley Young, Tiger, as you said, Tahera, Mata, Rooney, Pereira, um, Fellaini played as well. Yeah. Hair. Um, so, yeah, it was a strong lineup. Um, yeah. To sort of look at ours, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually really incredible. As you said, we only lost 3 0. I think they had to score in the second half to sort of take the lead. 
Um, yeah. Actually, no, Rooney scored on 22nd. I got that wrong there. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, did, it did take a while to really get into the game. And we did give them a game. And yeah, it was, you know, we had a great following. I think we had like literally just under 5,000 away fans as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just what a great experience for you to your first sort of like dip into playing for Richard Town at Old Trafford. And, you know, it's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's chat. Tommy then about Mick McCarthy then um yeah. you know he, he's someone who, who likes characters he likes to bring characters in uh yeah. what's your first memories of your sort of first conversations with him no I mean I think he, he was a fantastic man and you know obviously we, it's, it's well documented that from a footballing sense my time there didn't go the way that I'm sure he and myself would have liked but you know we had a very good relationship and we were both very honest with each other all the time um you know, he, he would always tell me the reasons why I wasn't playing, which, um, you know, a manager, they they sometimes do, but they don't, they don't have to do that. Um, so he was always very on, open and honest with me and likewise with him. And, you know, in the six months or whatever it was that I was there, you know, I definitely had a few injury problems and these types of things. And, you know, I was just trying my best to kind of get over that, get over those things so I could really kind of put it all behind me, which I wasn't quite able to do. But, you know, in terms of our relationship, I always had a very healthy relationship with him and um yeah you know he his success in his career is well documented so um yeah I don't really have anything bad to say which I think might surprise a lot of people but you know when you look at the types of players we had playing instead of me and the careers that they've gone on to have since um you know it, it's it's just one of those things you know Ryan Fraser kind of had maybe one of his breakout seasons at town that year and um, you know, when I joined five or six games in, you're not going to take a player out like him that was doing as well as he was. And that's just the way that football can go sometimes. So for me, there's no really hard feelings about that. Um, and yeah, I guess talk back to Mick. Yeah, I, I, I only have complimentary things to say about him. Yeah, I, I hear that from a lot of players, even if you, you know, maybe didn't play as much as you probably wanted to. But yeah, Ryan Fraser at that point, you know, he's on loan from Bournemouth and he was just unbelievable. He was, you know, playing really well. And of course, he went on to play in the Premier League in the end and was the player yeah. he was. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people go, oh, it was a style of play. But then I know Mick had his style of play, but he also had players like Ryan Fraser and Ainsley make the nines and players who, yeah. who weren't, you know, very good and skillful. Um, so yeah, what was sort of you know yeah. what sort of Mick McCarthy wanted from you when you did play yeah I think that the 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 challenge for me wasn't necessarily a reflection of Mick and how he played the game I think it was more as well I was coming from a league in the Eredivisie where it's very technical and you know the the, the championship and the reason why it's so entertaining as well is because it's so frantic and the pace is so high and it's so end-to-end um, whereas in the Eredivisie it's much more measured in their approach and you know the 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 instructions that you're given before a game are much more comprehensive in the Eredivisie, which isn't to say that's necessarily for, for better or for worse. It's just a completely different kind of approach to the game. And so for me in that period, I'd probably found it more difficult to adjust than I would have liked. And I think that was kind of um, no reflection of the style of play that Mick implemented at town. It was more just the style of play in England um, compared to Holland. Um, and I think that was maybe a little bit of a misconception as well from the outside. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously when I joined as well, I think we we're in the, coming first or second in the championship and, you know, his, his experience in that league, getting teams promoted or getting teams to, to the top of the table is obviously well documented. And, you know, he had his way of doing that. And I knew what I was getting into when I signed for town. Um, 
yeah, obviously I knew there might be some challenges and some things I'd have to change about my style of play. And obviously, um, yeah, I wasn't able to do that to the, to the extent I would have liked, but I think that, you know, it, it was kind of over-exaggerated maybe some, from some kind of corners um, in the fallout when I left that, you know, the style of play and the, there's a lot of criticism of that type of thing, whereas it was mostly just about the the, the opportunity to play that was the, the main issue for me and wanting to keep my place in the national team um, of Australia. So I think, yeah, you know, he's got his own way of playing. I knew what I was getting into when I went there. Didn't work out the way we wanted, but you move on and that's just the way that football goes sometimes. Yeah, definitely. And as you said, you know, you had no pre-season really. I know you had individually, you were doing it yourself, but you came to town, you know, deep into a season already. Um, and of course, you went on to the international break and then you had to really, you know, make your name really in training, I'm sure. And yeah, yeah, I think I think it was yeah, September time where, you know, you played against Maynard and then you made an appearance against Blackburn off the bench at Ewood Park. And then on your home debut, um, sadly... Got a concussion. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say memories of that, but uh, yeah, yeah. What, what is your, your thoughts yeah. on that one? Yeah, so I was actually playing um, against. I remember it was against Huddersfield because my one of my soccerers teammates, Jason Davidson, was playing in that game as well. And um, yeah, in, in the national team, I was kind of used to play on the left side, and he'd be the left back. So we, we obviously had a pretty good relationship. And um, yeah, I don't I don't remember too many specifics of the game itself, obviously, but you know, obviously that happening in your, in your starting debut wasn't ideal. And yeah, it's just one of those things. And I, I, to be honest, I don't really put down any failure I had at town to that game. You know, that that's the kind of thing that can happen to anyone at any time. Um, it was the only time it happened in my career. So it was probably unfortunate from that sense, but um, yeah, you know, I was, I was, um, you know, back in the squad back, you know, when I, when I got over that and I remember, we had some had a few games at Burnley and uh, Blackburn and these types of things where I where I came off the bench just after that period where, um, yeah, I thought I, I did quite well when I came on as well. So it was they kind of had all ends of the spectrum and you know I'm sure I wasn't the consistent player that they they thought they were, were hoping to get and that's probably going back to what I was touching on before about struggling to adapt to the style of play in the, in in the championship at that time. But um, yeah, it was definitely. You know, to make my starting debut for Ipswich at Old Trafford and then get concussion in my first game in the championship, it was definitely a pretty wild start to, to things at town for sure. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm sure like anybody, you know, being an unused sub a few times, I'm sure it's frustrating as well. Um, I'm sure like warming up and you're like, oh, here we go again. I'm warming up and will I come on? Um, what is that like, you know, just as a, as a whole, like, as a, you know, any footballer, yeah. you know, being on as an unused sub, you know, no, you're not, not going to come on. And of course, now there's like five subs. So it's more, more to yeah. now players. Back then, I think it was only three. So that's not even that long ago when you played. But yeah, <laughs> is that, I might be sometimes frustrating as well. Yeah, that that definitely is, and that's one of the the you know the well documented challenges of football because it's not only the it's not the physical kind of toll obviously, but it's more the emotional toll. You know, you kind of prepare for a game and you get really excited or get yourself up for the game, so to speak, and then you're obviously bitterly disappointed not to play, and then you know a couple of days later you do it all again, and after a while, you know, if you're not getting the opportunities you think you deserve, that can be very frustrating. There's no doubt, and that wasn't the only time in my career I experienced that. I also had periods, you know. In the national team and at different clubs where that happened as well and you know i think that the older and the more mature you get as a player and as a person the, the better you can kind of deal with those things but for young players it, it it's definitely a big challenge no doubt yeah and uh 
when it was getting into, say, Christmas periods, um, you know, of course, you're a long way away from home, although I'm sure you've experienced that because you've been in Holland the last five years. Uh, going into that January, you know, was there that talk maybe of potentially maybe moving on because you weren't maybe getting the game time? I think you played in the FA Cup. You scored. We'll get onto that shortly. But was <laughs> there a period, in, maybe a Christmas time, where you maybe thinking potentially could be moving on? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, I was still, like I've mentioned before, involved in the national team and I wasn't, I was, you know, going, I was obviously not playing as much as I would have liked at town and then I'd go to the national team and due to not being match fit, I wasn't getting match minutes there and, um, you know, there's kind of a lot of talk in the Australian media at that time about, you know, me not getting the opportunities and am I still going to get selected for the national team and these types of things. So it plays on your mind, you know. For me, you know, playing for the national team was probably the most important thing to me at the time. So um, I wanted to go, I wanted to rectify the situation. And obviously there's a few ways you can do that. You can either knuckle down and try and earn your place, or you can, if you think that that's going to be fruitless, you can look for a move. And um, the way it all kind of happened was quite quick. So I remember there was a, you know, the in the short window in January that they have in the A-League, I had, you know, there was a few whispers or a few things kind of going around where um you know a few, my old team wanted me back and it was not something I was looking at that seriously but then you know after a, you know a few months of probably not getting the getting the um the minutes I liked um at town one day I kind of just thought you know what I'm going to lose my spot in the national team here unless I do something about this and I was never a player that was too interested on in going on loan because I always thought that you know, for me to play good football, I needed to be really settled off the field. And obviously every player is different like that. And going on loan and the short-term nature of that was not something that ever appealed to me. So that was kind of something that my whole career, I, you know, unless the situation got very desperate, I was always going to avoid. So, um, you know, the fact I wasn't getting the minutes I liked and I, that opportunity kind of came up. And I remember going into... Um, the office and having a pretty frank discussion with Mick McCarthy. And I just kind of said, look, this is the way I see it. And he just said the way he sees it. And we shook hands and that was kind of it. And there wasn't any negativity or there was kind of an understanding from both sides um, in the way that unfolded. So um, from my end, yeah, that, 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 there's a, that was kind of it. There was nothing else to say about it really. And obviously it's a shame. I wish things worked out differently, but I don't blame anyone for that. Or there's no there's no negative memories of the town of the club or of the area or anything like that. It's all um just you know like anything. It's all about timing and right place and right time. And for me, that just wasn't the case. And that's as simple as that, really. Yeah, pretty much. And yes, yeah, sort of setting the record straight because there's all those stories out there. Start of play, homesick, and all that sort of stuff. I think the homesick one is is interesting because yeah, you've been in Holland the last five years, and of course, when you left town, you went to you know Brisbane, then you went back, you know, went to sign for Cyprus. Um, but that's that's should we sort of squash that there's no homesick part of that yeah I think yeah I think that's not the case like you said you know I, I lived overseas for five years in, in a in a in a country that spoke a foreign language so if I was going to be homesick it probably would have happened there I suspect but um no it, it was it was purely footballing reasons really and obviously from a footballing perspective going back to my home club in Brisbane that was you know I'd been there and I knew the lay of the land and I was moving back home after a long time that was obviously appealing, but it wasn't the reason for the decision. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, uh, let's talk about, um, you did score a goal for town, which is always good. You've always got to remember that. Um, any goal you, you remember. Um, was, of course, Portsmouth at Portman Road. It was a 2-2 draw in the FA Cup. 
Um, of course, they were lower league opposition, but um, you got any memories of that game? You know, scoring a goal at any level is always good. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, the goal. Um, I think the keeper parried it. I can't remember who had a shot, but someone had a shot, and the keeper parried it, and it was a tap in. And I remember um, <laughs> it was quite funny because I remember the keeper parried it, and I took a touch before I, I finished it. And I remember. Um, Mick after the game told me I nearly gave him a heart attack because I didn't finish it first time <laughs> but that was that was kind of the only memory of that goal from a footballing sense but I remember the the, the bigger thing in that game was um, we didn't get the win and we had to do the cut replay and obviously we went to Portsmouth a couple of weeks later and lost that game so that was more the disappointing thing you know obviously the score was it was always pleasing but um, to lose to Portsmouth in the in that context or you know you lose the tie I should say um, was was the overarching kind of commentary of the game, and my overarching feeling was disappointment because of that. Yeah, yeah sadly, that was your last game for the club. But was at Fram Park, and I think yeah, sadly, Peter Malarczyk, the, the Polish defender, he got sent off in that game. So I thought I'm sure yeah. Mick wasn't happy about that. But yeah, your final game, and you know what, what's what's your sort of memories of that that sort of final sort of you know few days, few weeks at the club. You know, you're saying your goodbyes to everybody, and you know, knowing you're going to be moving on. Yeah, it was kind of a crazy period because I remember I, um, you know, I, I I left town, so to speak, you know, I, I ended my contract and I was still living there, you know, for, for a few weeks. And there was all this stuff that we just spoke about in the media, crazy things <laughs> that I don't really know where they came from uh, about the homesickness and stuff. And, you know, obviously you can't just drop your bags and leave overnight. You kind of takes a bit of time to, to move country. So I was going through all that process and I just thought it was, um, interesting how all that kind of came out in the media, but it was, yeah, it was an odd period, obviously in hindsight. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of emotion going through to make such a big decision to leave Ipswich town at that time. But, you know, it, it wasn't something I did um, full of regret or full of any kind of negative feelings. It was just, you know, I was always trying to be quite pragmatic when it came to things like that. And yeah, that, that was kind of it, but for sure it was an a, a interesting month in my career that, um, yeah, definitely a challenging one for sure. Yeah, and uh, how does that? You know, I want to go. I don't want to get too much into it, but like, how does like sort of mutual consent FC sort of work? That's what they call it. You know, yeah. uh, you know, sort of mutual consent and stuff. How, how does that sort of who starts that ball rolling? And you know, how does is there a lot of complicated stuff with it, or is it just like yeah, I want to leave and yeah, can, can we sort something out? Yeah, it was sort of that, and you know, obviously had conversations with my agent at the time about you know, you know, I'll speak to him all the time whilst I was there, but, you know, I wasn't getting the opportunities I liked. And we, you know, I, I said, well, what are, what, what can I do about this? Because I thought, I thought, you know, given the context and given how well the players in my position were doing, and I couldn't really see anything changing in the short to medium term. And I could only see the situation getting worse probably because, um, you know, if I was going to lose my spot in the national team and lose minutes there as well, which is probably what was likely to happen in the short term, then the situation would have become more dire. So I was trying to kind of be pragmatic. I was, you know, trying trying to be, you know, on the front foot and address it before it became a big problem. So I remember speaking to my agent and I said, you know, what 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 would you suggest? And he just said, you know, you should go and knock on the coach's door and just have a frank discussion with him. And you know that that they probably get more clarity from doing that than you will from anything else. And that's exactly what I did. I remember one morning before training, I went in had a had a chat with Mick about it and. You know, I sort of knew the reasons why I wasn't playing. It was more, 
you know, just to, to vocalize. And so he understood where my head was at. Um, and you know, that conversation kind of just confirmed what I suspected that I probably wasn't going to get the the opportunity that I would, I would have liked, um, in the short term. So, um, like I mentioned before loans, which obviously in the championship are very common, wasn't something I was ever that interested in. So then what, where, it, what, what kind of options does that leave you? And the opportunity to go back to Australia, play for my hometown. Um, and you know, there was a lot of players playing for the Socceroos playing in, in Australia at that time. So I didn't think that that was going to affect that, um, at all. It was more just an opportunity to kind of, you know, get playing again and recalibrate and then try and go back overseas. So that, that was kind of the extent of how I saw the situation. Um, and I acted on it and that was kind of it. Definitely. And uh, sort of just round up your, your time at town, really, and, you know, sort of living in, in the area, you know, what's, what's your memories of playing at Porton Road and just, you know, being, being living in Suffolk or Dedham, as you mentioned? Yeah, yeah awesome. I mean, the the history, obviously, of the football club, um, the training ground, the stadium, the fans, uh, you know, the fans were always amazing to me and they were too good to me, to be honest. Um, you know, I probably didn't give them much to cheer about on the field, but off the field, everybody was always so kind and polite and respectful to me um living in Dedham was obviously a beautiful place to live um got to know a lot of the locals you know they really took my girlfriend under their wing as well and made her feel at home there so I'm looking forward to going back to visit to be honest and coming to Portland Road to watch a game so that's um that I only had positive things to say about the whole experience to be honest and obviously I wish things from a football sense turned out differently but um you can't always you know plan those kind of things and that for me, yeah, it's I'm definitely an Ipswich Town fan now, and hopefully can see them in the Premier League next season. Oh, I like that, I like that talk. Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah. a life experience, and yeah, a lot's changed at Town. Of course, we've got new ownership. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of you know, of course, new manager playing back in the Championship. You know, I'm sure you, you try to find all your clubs, but yeah, we, we, of course, we went down to League One, and uh, yeah. four very tough years. But what, what's you know, outside the point of view again? You know, what, what, what did you think of all that? Yeah, obviously to see to see the you know, obviously forgetting my experience with town, town's obviously is a huge club and has such a rich history. So to see them back in League One was obviously for the fans and for the whole kind of area was was extremely disappointing. But you know, there's a wave of kind of optimism and you can you can sense it. You know, just obviously not only from how well the season started, but you know, with the, with the new manager and new ownership, like you said, and you know, it's just. Kind of the, the 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 feeling around the club now is so positive and whether or not it's this season that they can go back up it just feels like you know that they're on a good trajectory and the future is definitely bright so i'm looking forward to following that from from australia yeah and i think um at a time of course when you signed for town i think we had a lot of ambition i think then because we just got into the playoffs like the previous year when you signed we had yeah. a lot of ambitions you know maybe we can get to the premier league but just didn't work out in the ends and sadly it just all happened and you know, we moved on now and we're now happy days, you know, town doing pretty well and it's all good. Um, well, Tommy, you, of course, you returned to Australia, as you mentioned, and you had a spell in Cyprus. You know, what, what was yeah. that like, you know, coming back to Europe and, you know, you won a trophy there as well. Um, of yeah. course, once again, people go, definitely can't be homesick because he's joined, got, gone to Cyprus. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we, of course, we're squashed at now. Um, but, yeah, what's that? what was that spell like? Yeah, it was good. It was um, the, way, the way that came about actually was... Um you know, there was a manager, Mario Bain, who was the final coach when I used to play in the Eredivisie and he took the job at Applewell, Nicosia. And when he got the job, you know, he was kind of looking for players that he was more familiar with than um, some of the players they had at the time. So that's kind of how the move came about. And 
you know, that they they were in the Champions League when I was there. And um, obviously the domestic league in Cyprus um, probably isn't the championship or anything, but coming back from the A-League was kind of a good stepping stone back into Europe. Um, obviously an appealing place to live as well. So yeah, it was kind of a, a very good package. And yeah, it was, um, uh, yeah, obviously I had kind of a mixed experience there. I, I definitely, um, yeah, you know, I had a really challenging first few months where, well, actually the first month I, we went there and we qualified for the Champions League group stage, um, which I was heavily involved in, which was great. And then the, the manager, which I just touched on, left, um, which is often the case over there. You know, they go through a lot of managers. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the next manager wasn't too fond of me. So there was definitely a few challenging kind of months there. But then I kind of got through that and ended up being, you know, an important part of the team that won the league. So that was that was great. And, no, I have fond memories of my time there as well. Um, yeah, obviously it, it posed probably, probably like completely different challenges to what I'd experienced at diff other points in my career um, playing in, you know, different competitions, but I only have fond memories from there as well. And um, of course you came, came back to Australia and um, of course you retired recently. Um, yep. Was that a decision you had to make because of injuries or just, you know, you just found it was the right time? Yeah, just thought it was the right time, you know. Um, yeah, so after I left Afuel, I came back to Australia and I played two seasons at the Central Coast Mariners, which is um, just a couple or an hour north of Sydney. Um, and it's, yeah, that, you know, that's where I live now. And it's um, it feels definitely feels like home to me. And uh, I played for a team in Sydney called MacArthur for two years after that, which was which was great as well. And, yeah, to be honest, it probably um, the, the last season I had in the A-League was probably one of my better seasons that I'd had in five or six years. And, um, I was playing more as a, as a central midfielder, um, which was obviously something, a new experience for me in my career. And I just had a really good feeling about football. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, I wanted to retire on that note. I didn't want to be one of those players that, you know, hung on to every contract that he, he could get. And, you know, your career kind of just fades away. I wanted to leave on a high and um, have a good feeling about the game. And that's that was kind of the main reason why I thought it was a good time. And, yeah, since then... Um, I haven't regretted it, but definitely still following football from the outside. Yeah, of course. And um, this series also about sort of finding out where you are now. So, um, yeah, what's what's Tom you're up to now? What, what's he uh, was the professional footballer, but now what is he now? Yeah, so kind of um, still very much in the transition period from from the post football. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm sure every player in the world talks about this, but you know, when, when you, you kind of give your life to play football. So it's all you know from such a young age. So to kind of stop having to go to training every day and um, your life in a way is kind of turned upside down. But um, oh, I'm really fortunate to have a lot of really good people around me. So that kind of transition has been much easier than I'm sure it has been for a lot of other people. But I've just been kind of, you know, keeping busy and um, I've been involved in the media a little bit in Australia, um, obviously with the with the World Cup. Um, the men's world cup last year and the women's world cup that was on recently just kind of doing bits and pieces so football's been very much at the forefront of everyone's mind over the last kind of six to 12 months since i retired so that's kind of worked in my favor as well um from that point point of view just kind of doing little things here and there and what i want to do going forward i guess we'll we'll just see yeah yeah definitely which is good to hear and uh <laughs> I want to quickly ask you, because, uh, you know, Australia is a very different weather to England. How, how is that Christmas period and just that the weather? As I mentioned, in October right now, it's it's, it's like 20, 20 degrees, which for us, it's, it's hot for October. Yeah. How, how, is that, how is that to 
like Holland, of course, is very similar as well. So you probably got yeah. used to it there. But yeah, what, what was that like? I know a lot of Aussies when they go, oh, it's cold here because you know you're now about to go into your summer not in October, of course. Yeah, I, th- I think the big one was, um, you know, in the Netherlands, you always had the Christmas break from a from a playing perspective. So oh, you would always, it was a, an easier mental challenge from a playing perspective because you would kind of have, you know, you'd start the preseason in, in the UK summer and it would be, or the, the European summer would be warm for a few months and then it would start to get cold. Then you kind of have a month to kind of go away and mentally refresh. And then when you came back, there was three or four months at the end of the season, whereas obviously in the UK, that's probably the busiest and the most, you know, the toughest part of the season. So it's a completely different mental challenge playing in the UK from that perspective. And that was probably something that I did struggle with a little bit. Um, yeah. Uh, and obviously it's the amount of games as well. I think, you know, the physically you're not given the chance, you know, I think in the area busy there was, there's 34 games and in championship there's 46 plus all the cups. So it's, it's a completely different kind of beast um playing a season over there and you know in hindsight i probably didn't deal with that as well but as i could have but i don't think it was a a temperature thing because i was very much kind of used to that it was more probably just the demands of the of the league (laughs) uh, what was um so i don't want to take too much more of your time up but uh what's what's, uh sort of your memories of traveling around you know uk like going to away games and stuff like that staying in hotels and stuff like that i'm sure you've been used to that because of all the traveling for all the other teams but yeah what was that like going to these different grounds in the uk yeah, well, obviously, um, coming from Australia, I always watched the Premier League, you know, as a kid. So to get the chance to play in all these stadiums and visit all these places that I'd only seen on TV for, you know, growing up was, was awesome. Um, loved it. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, in the Netherlands is such a small country that um, and the team I played for FC Utrecht was right in the middle of the Netherlands. So it was, you know, we used to just go to the training ground the day of the game and get on the bus and drive to the game. Whereas obviously um, in the championship, you know, you're staying in hotels a lot more, you're away from home um, a lot more. Um, It's just a completely different kind of approach. And, you know, that was, you know, the hotel staying in hotels more was something that I realized was more normal in almost every footballing country. It's just because of the the size of the Netherlands, there was no need to do that. Um, But yeah, I I guess more back to your point, it was the, the opportunity to kind of visit, all these historic stadiums and clubs was was amazing for me and yeah i'll never forget a lot of those experiences for sure definitely and so uh, yeah it's been, it's been great tommy to, to chat my friend and as i said yeah hopefully you can come back to the uk and come back to watch port and road come and watch your town at port and road again and uh, we'll try to get something lined up it'd be great to to see you and um yeah sort of final sort of wrap up the, the chat tommy um, i'll put you on the spot here yeah um, but what what was would you say the, the one word you sort of describe your your whole town career just in one word? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Um, underwhelming, but that from my perspective, not from the club's perspective. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's been great to sort of chat because yeah, just to get some you know your insights and memories of your time career. And, you know, some players are thinking, why, why does town fans want to know what, what I'm up to right now? But yeah, it's just interesting. <laughs> insight on on tommy and it's just it's been great my friend so um hope you take care and um thanks thanks for joining me pleasure thank you for having me